Queens of Adventure is made possible through the support of listeners like you who support the show on Kickstarter and Patreon. Thanks to Season 1 sponsor, Russell Bloomdale. roll of thunder echoes over Fire Island. It's morning, and the sinister dark cloud that rings the archipelago has drawn ever closer. The thunderheads and the thrashing sea creatures below are gradually closing in, with just twelve days left until the arrival of the Kraken. A lone sea spawn charges up out of the waves up onto the beach, and is immediately met by Sir Throberdon and Sir Jim Jim the Sickening, who charge forward and slash at it, slicing the monster into goo. Around them, people work furiously to erect barricades and dig trenches. There's another roll of thunder from the storm just offshore, booming across the beach and up the hill to the Golden Palace Casino. Inside the Golden Palace, three adventurers are just rising to face the day. Butylene, Arson, and Freya, you have returned from your summit with the Glamazons. They've agreed to your plan, resist the Kraken by forming an alliance with the various groups around the islands, and you've decided to begin by heading to Glamala Law, this time not as criminals, but to take them up on their offer of training. You wake up early in the morning, and you head into the common area of the suite. Karen is busily cleaning a flail snail saddle. She's wiping off residual goo, dabbing it in her hair. <laughs> Would you say that there is a flail snail trail that she is cleaning out? <laughs> There's no, like it's a... wig glue, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Patrick and Nomi are there as well. They're flipping through some books frantically and taking notes. And Nomi still got, of course, that crab arm <laughs> that he got from the from the Kraken priest. And they, Patrick says, well, good, good morning, good morning. How are you all feeling? I mean, I kind of feel like a house fell on me, but uh, I'm doing all right. Nomi says, we got just a few days left before it all falls over, so uh, uh, by my count, 12 days to go until the Kraken is powerful enough to attack. Uh, Karen says, oh, hey, uh, you got some mail, uh, and she... Hold uh, on, we can get mail here? <laughs> <laughs> there's a postal where, service. Where, where, did, where did the post, like, did this, how, did it fly here? No, I mean, there's a guy, there's a mail person who arrived. No, no, no. She says, <laughs> no, you, you got a special delivery. And, uh, in the center of the table, uh, uh, there is a little gift basket with oh my. a note. Uh. Tiska de Tasca. Let's, <laughs> let's read this note on the gift basket. Oh. <laughs> Bottle in. You okay. go for it. <clears throat> uh, the note reads, Good morning, Booty and the Hoefish. Thank you for your work at the summit yesterday. The Glamazons have accepted our mutual defense proposal. As discussed, the Glamazons will open their city to you for an intensive three-day training program in glider operation, combat, and the beautificent arts. This is a historic event. You'll be the first outsiders to enter Glamalala in living memory. 
Before you depart, let us coordinate our plans so that your time is as productive as possible. Please report to my office first thing in the morning to discuss. We have just 12 days until the Kraken reaches the island at the peak of its power. Time is short. The fate of everyone on Fire Island depends on the preparations that we make over the next few days. You better work. XOXO, Belfry. How like in debt with student loans are we going to be after this session? <laughs> right. Of, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, are um, we on scholarship? Am I going to be like, getting emails from Navient for the rest of my right, life? Girl, like, it's too <laughs> you should ask. <laughs> oh, no. right. Shut up! Shut up! Oh, shit. Shut up! There's also a uh, invoice attached. <laughs> oh, of course, God. there is, and an updated uh, accounting of your place in the golden. Palace loyalty program. Okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, as for this chart specifically, we have uh, 246 gold pieces in outstanding debt. And that's with the credits include our live performance, the lobster donation, the summit presentation, and devil management. Oh. How many gold pieces do I got in my pocket? Uh, Freya, I believe you covered 300 gold pieces from the Kraken Priest's Lair. Okay, cool. I know what I'm going to do next. <laughs> She's going to the casino. <laughs> She's going to Disneyland. And then this chart, which is labeled the Golden Palace Loyalty Program. So there are, are six levels listed here, and we are currently at level five, which is Platinum Porpoise. Oh. That at our current level, we have uh, access to level three of the armory stuff. Uh, and the next level, should we achieve it, uh, would be private penthouse accommodations oh, man. so Ooh, yeah. is that where the hot tub time machine lives hey, yeah do we got one of those showers where it's like all glass and the and the water falls from the ceiling oh. you know <laughs> right those are great except like you have a hard time like attaching like a douche nozzle to it you, know? it's like that. you just have Bring to do the, the little like the little bucket thing <laughs> you that like a funnel or yeah. something yeah. <laughs> you know the, the gays have always survived you cannot eradicate right. us we will find a way. We will find a way to clean our holes. Yeah. <laughs> and have you roll a survival check or uh, a medicine check. It's ever stronger. And, and Karen is uh, looking with interest at the uh, gift basket in the room. She's also uh, tastefully o- overlooking the discussion of douching. And uh, uh, she's like, so uh, what'd, you, what'd you get in here? What's what's going on? Can I use detect magic to see if it's gonna... <laughs> There's a bomb on the bus. I'm just going to open it. Fuck this yeah, detect magic bullshit. I'm just going to... I'm just going to go for it. Arson, uh, you find in that uh, basket, you lift off, there's a little blanket uh, sitting uh, over a box, and inside the box, you find a shadow cloak. A cloak oh, of shadow. Well, I am taking this and using it somehow. It is a dark fabric that uh, when you drape it around yourself, uh, it casts a shadow over you and things within five feet around you. The shade of it all. Oh, girl, does that mean that she doesn't get affected by the sun anymore if she wears that cloak? It would seem as though <gasps> that is the case. Yeah. Oh, you well then. You can get rid of your parasol now. <laughs> and now you get to look like a parked car with an awning over it. <laughs> oh, God, because she's still a dry dry. <laughs> I'm going to begrudgingly kind of like shuffle through and just be like, mm, I'm going to have to pay for this shit, aren't I? <laughs> uh, you hear a sloshing sound. Is it an icy machine? <laughs> you pull out a Snoopy snow cone. No, uh, you pull out a jug uh, with, with a some, couple of X's on it. Uh, with some X's on it, yes. <laughs> Whiskey. It is a decanter of bountiful water. <gasps> oh. mm-hmm. 
It'll never it, end. It's all over for everyone all right. in this world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use shape water to create an ice dildo and sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> I always said you were frosty cons. Is it children? Uh, so the well, uh, <laughs> decanter is uh, limited to 100 gallons per day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. So you can fill a swimming pool, maybe. Uh, and as an action with the decanter, you can uncork it and speak uh, one of three command words. You can say stream to produce one gallon of water. You can say fountain to produce five gallons of water. Or you can say a geyser to produce 30 gallons of water. Oh my God, I can aim it at someone and be like, geyser! And mm. it'd just be like that uh, scene from Scary Movie. She's a squirter. Ooh, 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 me too. I want to see what's in there too. There's a little purse <gasps> in the basket. Ooh. Is it a Harry coin purse or is it freshly shaved? Uh, please welcome to the stage, Harry coin purse. <laughs> uh, it is. Well, would you like to describe what the purse looks like? Kind of looks like one of those little like snap top like cigarette holders, mm, you ooh. know, uh, but it's got some lovely like beading on it. Um, and there's like two little like devil horns on the front. And then on the back, there's like a little pointy tail, but it's all like intricately beaded and hand handmade. It's a very fashionable accessory and you snap open the little clasp on the top. And uh, what's this inside? There appear to be some <gasps> recipe cards. Oh, recipes. Oh, oh yes. Ooh. If you're Yay. listening, uh, Matt literally just handed uh, Butylene four little recipe cards. Yay, little spell card. You better work. What do they have oh on them? Oh, my goodness. There is a firebolt. That sounds fun. Burning hands. Well, it's better the hands than other parts. Um, I'm going to have to sound this one out, so bear with me. Uh, Agonazar's Scorcher. Yep. And Fireball. Wow. It's getting fiery up in here. I love recipes. I'm going to put these in my little book. And so when you reach in to grab those cards, you notice like they were kind of deep in there, deeper oh. than the purse actually looks oh. from the outside. Is this a Herm- Hermione Granger purse? <gasps> this is a purse of holding. <gasps> Ooh. It holds things. Can I throw my jug in there? <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to, you absolutely could. Can it's we about- put Freya in there? <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'll keep her gag. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yep. neat. Nobi watches intently as you pack your belongings into the purse of holding, and uh, he says, <clears throat> "Sounds like uh, Belfry's got some big plans for while you're away." Yes, mm-hmm. um, let's let's go to there and see. <laughs> well put. <laughs> I'm going to hang back here. Patrick and I are going to do some more research. Maybe see if we can dig anything up about this Kraken priest heart. And Patrick says, mm, yes, indeed. Uh, the heart seemed to channel the message from the Kraken. I'm curious if we might exploit that connection to our advantage. Cool. You do, you. We'll do us. See you later. Okay. Uh, you head out to the elevators. Uh, Karen waves. She's like, I'll see you later. If you need me, I'll be by the stables. And uh, you take the elevators. Take care of the nightmare. <laughs> mm, by Care Bear. Don't, don't burn yourself. What kind of elevator music is playing? <laughs> Soft jazz. Uh, there's uh, a little uh, gnome in the elevator just doing that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Muzak, nice to see you again. <laughs> Hello, good to see you too. Then he takes a little bell out of his pocket and he goes, ding, and the doors slide open. <laughs> And you emerge into the foyer before Belfry's office. Uh, there on the floor of the foyer is, uh, there you see two children with Trixie LaBouche toys. 
Oh. Uh, one of the kids is Chaz, who looks up to you with recognition, a big smile. Trash! Hi. <laughs> <laughs> the other child is a uh, dark-haired little girl of about the same age. And uh, Chernobyl is seated in a chair against the wall, uh, watching the children and knitting a sweater out of chainmail. Hi, Chernobyl. Nice to see you, gal. Greetings. Always a pleasure. And who might you be, little one? Hi, I'm Joe. Hello. <laughs> so, so uh, how do how do how do you, how do you know everybody? Like... I, I live here with my mom and dad. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. So, so uh, that's your mama. That's your daddy. Uh, the ro- no, the robots. Chaz's mom, daddy. My mom, daddy's in the other room. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Cool. So is this Belfry's? Yes, Belfry's Belfry. Child? Yeah, Belfry's my mom. Oh, gotcha. I love that's it. Yeah, okay. Hey, Joe. Hi. <laughs> Where's your mother? Oh, she's uh, probably in her office. She spends all her time in her office these days. She went out yesterday, but she looked really tired when she came back. I'm just gonna walk over them around in my <laughs> around them in my you know nice little Chanel boots. Uh, you open the door and step into the office. You see uh, an early morning sun casting warm glow into Belfry's office. She is seated at her desk, uh, talking in a low voice with Ramshackle. Off to the side, a Glamazon is drawing runes on a white marble obelisk that's about six feet tall has a hole in it at face height and Belfry waves you in and she says oh come in come in Uh, the Glamazons are just setting up the hole of glory uh, but we have much to discuss quick question is the Glamazon six foot tall or is the hole of glory six foot tall they are both exactly six feet tall. Oh, sickening. Oh, wow. If you were to Higher measure, banks, come on. You cross the room, passing the large top of the aquarium that runs the height of the Golden Palace, past Belfry's various display cases on the wall. Approaching the desk, you see that Belfry is a bit bruised from yesterday's battle at the observatory. She wears a bandage where Carol slashed her with his tail. Ramshackle has his hand on her shoulder, and Belfry nods as you approach. Well, you've done well. We presented the plan for the alliance to the Glamazons, and they have accepted. Now it is up to us to unite those various groups living on and around Fire Island to fight the Kraken. The Glamazons have offered to train a small group in combat and glider usage and beautificent arts uh, over the next three days, uh, and so you will be our representatives in Glamalala. Please do keep in mind, I, I believe you know already that they are somewhat orderly society. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I will do my best. Now this is, as they say, a big deal. In living memory, no outsider has been allowed to pass through the gates of the city and live to tell of it. Do you have any questions about the journey that lies ahead? Um, yeah, I mean, lots. Like, I have no idea what to expect. Like, Neither do I. I mean, I know that we're going to be learning some new combat styles but uh how are we getting there like what's the check-in like like is there a sign we need to look for for like the registration desk like well to be frank nobody knows exactly what to expect there it's been 84 years it's been 84 years since anyone has been to glamalala i've never been there myself of course Uh, all we know about it is that it's a shining city across the ridge sophisticated and beautiful civilization and the Glamazon, who's like setting up the rune, nods just like off, you know, just to themselves. Uh, as far as transportation, you may arrange with Karen down at the stables for a flail snail. Arson, she looks to you and she's, she says, the snails may find it difficult to provide you with a comfortable ride. <laughs> but now that you have leveled up in the loyalty program, of course, you do have access to them. 
I don't know. I have, I have eight legs. I, can, I feel like I can manage on my own. Do a nice little, like, run, skip, and jump. The snails will certainly get you to the city much faster than traveling on foot. The terrain is likely to be challenging along the Forbidden Trail. Can I Uber it? Yes, of course. There's uh, Goober, our snail, <laughs> uh, one of our most popular. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, now, you may wish to uh, check with Sister Baccarat for a blessing before you leave. Or mm. A blessing would be very helpful, as we have learned in the yeah. past. Yep, 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 yep. I-, I would also ask that you check in with your devil before you leave. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. What exactly do you plan to do with him? Depends on consent. Right? Uh, I was, oh, girl. Uh, What's the, like, spoken equivalent of, like, the devil emoji? (laughs) I did observe this morning, bright and early, he began loading some equipment and distillery things into the Three Fingers Inn. Oh, yeah, we we Mm. exploded his last distillery. We exploded? We blew up his last distillery. (laughs) Well, it was was a cumulative effort. He also helped in... Yeah, we got some plans cooking. Um, We're going to go try to, like, wrestle in some of these lava babies and see what kind of, uh, you know, uh, resources we can... What kind of putties we can make. (laughs) I see. And while you're away, I'll be monitoring operations here at the Golden Palace. Do you have any other questions before you go? Do you have any, like, advice about, like, the the specifics of the terrain? You said, you know, like... You said there's some treacherous terrain on the way? Yes, the path, at least on this side of the island, is quite likely overgrown. Because it is so forbidden for hogs to cross the ridge, we've deliberately allowed the jungle to overtake it, in the hopes of discouraging curious travelers from taking the journey that you are about to undertake. They haven't trimmed their hedges. We'll bring some clippers. Well, all right. We are, of course, setting up the Hole of Glory, which should be operational uh, before long. It will allow you to communicate from this office to the dispatcher in Glamalala and uh, relay messages, should you so require. With that, I wish you good luck on your next leg of your adventure. Oh, I love legs. Can I use inspiring leadership on everyone? Absolutely. Do you want to do it like right there in the office? I would love to. Okay. How are you going to do it? What what is there what is there on the walls in this room? Portraits, some of nobles, others of pirates, along with a few maps of lands that you don't recognize. There are mounted items like a gleaming brass telescope, a cutlass, a white skull, and a model of a tall ship in a display case. I am going to put on my best Oprah voice and I'm going to say, welcome back, everyone. Uh, We have a very special surprise for you all. Under this case is something that I think you're really going to enjoy. And then I would like to cast prestidigitation to make um, the illusion of bees in the cage. (laughs) Um, And then I'd like in the case and then I'd like to like lift up the top of the case and like release the bees and say, you get a bee, you get a bee, you get a bee, you all get bees! bees. And then you all start crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so everybody's gonna get eight temporary hit points. And for uh, the Oprah of it all, I think I'd have you roll a performance check. I'd give you advantage on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that was a 13, and that was an 11. Uh, it is a very convincing apiary uh, all of a sudden inside <laughs> Belfry's office. The bees are just like swarming around in sort of a cyclone in the office. Ramshackle looks alarmed and he starts like running and he's like trying to like get away from them, swatting at them. Belfry is just sitting uh, motionless uh, at the desk watching uh, with a, a little bit of a smile on her face, a wry smile. The bees are just like flying past her uh, and she is completely unperturbed. And uh, the, the Glamazon who's uh, putting the obelisk 
obelisk together and writing the runes on there, just uh, looks back at you, shakes his head, <laughs> goes back to the goes back to the obelisk. I'm inspired Yay, to grab my epipen. <laughs> Belfry says, "Good luck." Uh, while everyone scuttles off, I'm actually gonna like reach into my pocket, take out 260 gold pieces, hand them to Belfry, and be like, "I hope this squares us out." Ooh. It does indeed. Thank you very much. <gasps> I'll be staying in the jungle from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> she says, all right, welcome to the jungle. <laughs> We've got fun and games. And wyverns, I hear. <gasps> yes, oh, ma'am. <laughs> okay, yeah, and uh, so you head back out. Uh, Chernobyl kind of like looks up at, as you head back out into the, into the foyer and the buzzing sound behind you. What's the buzz? Nothing to be concerned about. Hanny. <laughs> you head across the lobby toward the elevator, and as you pass, Joe whispers to Chaz, Is that the spider monster that met Trixie LaBouche? And I just, I just like whip my head around so that my hair like flows lusciously, like in a L'Oreal commercial. And I'm just like, <laughs> Yes, it is I. Oh my God. <laughs> And then I just, like, walk away fiercely. The, the shadow following you as you go because of the cloak that you're wearing. The elevator doors close behind you. And when they open again, you see the main floor of the Golden Palace. There's the bustling gaming pit full of rather tense tourists trying to relax and forget the impending woe. In the center of the floor is the glowing blue aquarium that runs the full height of the building up to Belfry's office. And around the walls are doorways into the various attractions of the Golden Palace and windows that look into magma-filled caves. Where do you want to go? Um, the temple. Yeah, go see Sister Baccarat. Yeah, let's go get some blessings. Yeah. So you head over to the temple and the shrine of the luck goddess, Rihanna Heffington. And uh, <laughs> Sister Baccarat is there. She's wearing like full showgirl, like feathers and glitter and glamour and glitz. Uh, she sees you come and she's like, welcome, welcome. If it isn't the queens of the hour, welcome. Come on in. What can I do for you? Harry. You know, it's been hell since we last were here. <laughs> You'll need some luck then, I think. She gestures back to the, the wheel at the back of the shrine. Now it's 10 gold for a minor blessing, 100 for a major blessing. Hey, Freya, can I borrow a couple coins? Yeah, absolutely. How many do I have, ne- <laughs> How many do I have left? Oh, yeah. Uh, you gave Belfry, uh, I should believe. Have given her 246. I gave her 260. God damn it. Ooh, she <laughs> I, got a tip. Yeah, you got a little, you've got a credit now, basically. You can pay in coins or you could just put it on your bill and well, worry about it later. Well, I guess we have a. I mean, yeah, let, let's just do that. We'll just put a tab. Uh, and who wants to spin? Mm, okay, I'll do it. All right, roll a d6. The one with six sides. Oh, that's a two. A two, a blessing of health. Everybody enjoy your five temporary hit points. Ooh. Oh, we got five more. Okay. And these are special temp HP that will stack on top of the temp HP that Arson gave you. And Sister Baccarat says, well, Karen tells me you're heading off on another adventure, so those ought to come in handy. Absolutely. How are you, by the way? I've been better, I gotta say. The uh, impending doom has uh, cast a bit of a cloud over things. But uh, if I'm going to be here at the end of the world with anybody, I'm glad to be with friends and with my Carmela. That's literally how I greet everyone these days, by the way. <laughs> like, right. like off the table. Like, uh, I mean, speaking of which, you know, uh, I know like no one's been to Glamalala pretty much ever. Is there, uh, is there anything you, we could like? pick up for you or like uh well aren't you sweet to ask well first of all my hat is off to anyone bold enough to enter glamala la now i have all i need here in my shrine but just between you and me 
and she leans in a little closer. Carmela has been talking non-stop about this rejuvenating mud on the oh. other side of the ridge. If you happen to run into anything like that, maybe get it, track it on your shoes or whatever, uh, bring some back and uh, mm. I think she would be very happy. And that would make me happy. Oh, sweet. All right, will do. I'll put it on the grocery list. Thank you kindly. It's uh, right there in between like fridge magnets and everlasting gobstopper. Well, have fun and good luck and uh, may the odds be in your favor, as, <laughs> as a wise person once said. Ooh, yes. I love Chad the Michaels. Tour. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the other famous luck deity, Chad Michaels, once said. Thanks, gal. We'll see you next time. All right. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> she says, like, walking right. backwards into the shrine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we just, like, step backwards away from each other as our our voice is true. <laughs> bye, goodbye. You can tell you're only like five feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> just staring at each other intently. Anyone else you want to check in with? No, I feel pretty good about just checking in with Barb, being like, don't do bad things. And then we go. <laughs> okay, you head out the front doors of the Golden Palace. There's lots of people out on the beach setting up barricades. A few Glamazons lend a hand. Throbberdon and Jim Jim keep a watchful lookout for Sea Spawn. You can see that the storm out over the ocean is a little closer today, and you hear the soft rumble of thunder in the distance. It's a short walk to the Three Fingers Inn. You approach, and you can see Lear standing just outside the door. He's looking in with concern as some imps carry distillery equipment into the bar. Some other imps carry out old waterlogged debris. Lear sees you approach, and he says, Well, how do you do this morning? Very carefully these days. <laughs> I would advise that. I don't know what this guy's bringing in here, so it looks a little uh, <laughs> volatile if you ask me. He's a friend of yours, though, right? Yeah, yeah, we go way back. We know his name. What's his name? Barb. And as soon as you say the name, you hear a voice uh, from inside. Oh, hey, munch my butt. What are you doing there, Pip? Wait, <laughs> that, uh, that, that thingamajig over... Oh, what's... Oh, jeez Louise. Uh, you hear just like a bonk and a crash from inside. And Barb pokes his head out of the door and uh, looks happy to see you. Oh, howdy ho. How you doing? How's it what going in there? No, oh, you, you worked with imps before, Butylene? Um, I mean, I did do a small stint as an imp pimp, uh, but that was in the 90s. <laughs> So it's, it's been some time. You haven't seen Peekaboo, have you? That's the one who went out looking, uh, you had a list of ingredients for him? Mm, not recently, no. All right. Well, uh, look, I've got this contract here that says I've got to help you out and I cannot, I, I cannot harm myself or others. I am bound to the corners or something like that. So, so you, you're going to be away for three days, right? Mm-hmm. Doing intensive training. Intensive training. Well, that sounds very exciting. While you're gone... Uh, how about uh, I could either work on improving your explosives, improve, improving your bombs, mm -hmm. I could work on improving your mutagen, or I could work on getting you a familiar, mm. uh, an imp or some other infernal spirit that would uh, do your bidding. I don't know. What do you think, guys? I would say improve the mutagen. I'm feeling kind of familiar. <laughs> that does sound good. I feel like my bombs are... I feel like you use okay. your bombs a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. I do. It's also like one of my only sort of like like offensive kind of things, you know? Uh, aside from like my blow darts. So the bombs could be pretty, be pretty good. I got to admit, like, I'm not eager to hand over the mutagen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Um, also, the mutagen is kind of hard to control in a sense. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it like it it gives you things, but it also takes things away from you. Right. You know, so I mean, my gut goes bombs, but mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. Can you just describe the familiar option? <clears throat> I'm unfamiliar. 
Well, certainly. Allow me to familiarize you. Uh, A familiar is a magical being that is bound to you that you can summon or dismiss at will. Uh, It is intelligent. It can uh, communicate with you. Uh, You can see through its eyes, hear through its ears. They can deliver uh, spells with a range of touch in your place. So you don't have to be touching. Your familiar could do the touching for you. That sounds really cool. All right. Well, let's get familiar. All right. So, uh, you know, I've got uh, th- these imps are all bound to me. It's going to take about three days to mm. do the uh, the incantations and the rituals and the paperwork, most importantly, uh, <laughs> to get one signed out to you. But since you're kind of in the family now, so to speak, uh, I can expedite the process and uh, we'll get you a familiar. It'll be about three days until that's all processed. As long as it's not wild caught um, and it has to have all of its papers and shots. Certainly. Actually, that's a good question. What would you like your familiar to look like? Oh, I know. I want a little fizz gig from the Dark Crystal. Oh, but you like got a, work. Like a fiery fizz gig. You know? Ooh. <laughs> so in place of fur, fire. Yeah. Fiery fizz gig it is. That should be no problem, and it'll take about three days. Oh, my gosh. Thanks, gal. Uh, Lear says, I better get some more fire extinguishers and uh, <laughs> right. heads back towards uh, the uh, towards the Golden Palace. Fiery fizz gig, a nightmare. Uh, there's another crash and a bonk from inside the Three Fingers Inn, and uh, some items come like scurrying out, looking nervously at, at Barb. To the moon, Pip. <laughs> Barbo just got rolls his eyes and like leans back into the uh, into the tavern. Uh, you can hear him like ordering the imps around and, and trying to calm the situation. And so uh, you've got uh, the stables uh, with your uh, flail snails that you can access and, and the nightmare. Are you ready to head on over? Yep. Okay. Uh, the stables are just off to the side of the Golden Palace. There's. Uh, it looks like uh, they've taken some damage. It's kind of like a barn structure, wooden barn structure with some hay bales up top. Uh, you can see there's some holes in the wall and some scorch marks and slime that's kind of like molding from like the undead attacks that have been going on. But you also hear a, a familiar voice inside uh, and you head on in and, and Karen's in there. She's just talking to one of the flail snails. They're all like in pens, like looking out and the nightmare is uh, off in its own pen and it's got its face in a, a feed bag and the in, in the feed is just like little matches. It's just eating <laughs> matches. Wow, that's a fucking fierce reveal gag moment. Like, like I'm going to do a song about fire, but I'm going to be edgy and I'm going to eat matches. <laughs> it's a commentary on the human condition. <laughs> right. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> She's just drinking lighter fluid. <laughs> Karen looks up as you enter and she goes, oh, hey, look who it is. And the nightmare looks over at you and just kind of goes <laughs> and like smoke curls up out of its mouth. Would you bathe a nightmare in kerosene? Like, would that be her bath? You can certainly try. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not her that shape water ready, girl. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you're drawing your eyebrows in anyway, you might as right. well. <laughs> Permanently singe them off. Yeah. <laughs> Karen's like, welcome. Well, let me introduce you. Of course, you've met Camaro before. And she gestures to one of the flails. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Here's Goober. I think you heard about Goober. Yeah, he's pretty popular. <laughs> She's like, so it's usually like one person per snail, but we got plenty for you. There's probably like, you know, like a half dozen or so flail snails here. So if you're ready to head out, I could give them to you if you want to take the nightmare or whatever. I will likely need a 
a flail snail XL. <laughs> well, what you could do if you want, you could like make a little sidecar sort of net for yourself and like just hang off the side if you want. Uh, yes, Alex, I will take sidecar for 500, please. <laughs> uh, so Arson, yeah, as a drider, you could just like weave yourself a little basket that hangs off the side of the flail snail's shell. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Camaro is uh, just kind of like patiently like sitting there while like you weave this sort of basket and like snuggle up nestle in, uh, next to him. Uh, I'm wondering if there's like a saddle or anything I could use for like the nightmare that would sort of like provide protection. If oh she, yeah, like, sure. If sure. she like reignites, you know. So I think should... we got something like that, like a little fireproof saddle. You never know what you might encounter out there in the wild. So Karen goes to like a cabinet sort of thing with some like uh, there's some saddles hanging up on the wall. Uh, and she's like, how about this one? And she like brings it towards the, the nightmare. And it kind of like bucks backwards. And it looks a little like annoyed about that. Like it doesn't want to take the saddle. And she's like, do you, do you want to try? Oh, Sweet Dreams is a bareback kind of gal. Uh, but, you know, we just met each other. So I need protection. Uh, go ahead and roll animal handling. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. I, there's a moral there. You know, like, this is new. Oh, that's a four. Plus zero. That's a four. Uh, so you uh, gingerly approach the nightmare with the saddle and the nightmare just kind of like uh, bucks up and uh, kicks out at the saddle and like knocks it out of your hand and uh, it falls to the ground and bursts into flame. Whoa. Um, do you got anything in asbestos, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> you already have like fire. I have resistance. You're, you're like yeah. fire retardant, right? Mm-hmm. I've got an asbestos a-hole. So. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, Butylene, you can ride the Nightmare without a saddle, but I'll say that if anything happens to spook it and it ignites, you might take a little fire damage. Uh, do you still want to do it? Yeah. Let's go, sweet dreams. <laughs> can you give her a carrot or, like, some steak? What do nightmares eat? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is there any, like, uh, snack? Is there any, like, coal around that I could just, like, put in my little uh, pouch of holding? Hmm, well, we got plenty of, like, matches and stuff like that and just, like, you know, flammable materials. You could take some, I guess, some hay and just don't get it too close before you're ready to set it on fire. <laughs> Probably a mistake to put the nightmare in here with all these bales <laughs> all around. <laughs> right. But oh, well, it's all, somebody took all of our fire extinguishers. I don't know what happened to oh, them. <laughs> it's cool. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, Freya. Like, if there is a fire incident, you may be prepared. And I have a jug of 100 gallons of water. Mm -hmm. Sweet. I'll just take, like, the biggest box of matches I can fit into my little uh, pouch of holding. Perfect. Uh, So, yeah, you're riding the nightmare, um, and uh, it's it's looking a little, like, impatient and uncomfortable, but, you know, it's it's, it let you up onto Mm -hmm. its back. I'm just going to be like, that's all right, girl. (laughs) Afraid <laughs> uh, you want to ride uh, Camaro's the one that's got the little side saddle for uh, the, the sidecar for yeah I mean the arson. less the less uh, snails that uh, snails we take I'm sure the less uh, we'll have to pay for them so yeah so you hop on uh, the flail snail hashtag I'm cheap. <laughs> Karen opens the, the door to the stable and um, it's a surprisingly fast. Just like zooms Yeehaw! on out. You move out of the little stable area and Karen's Burn waving to you. And she's like, good luck, everybody. Give my best to the Glamazons. And out of nowhere, we just hear Ludacris. Move, bitch. 
<laughs> and the people like oh, who are setting up the barricades on the beach like watch you go. They all like turn to stares like uh, the flail snail uh, being ridden by a water genesee with a drider strapped to the side, followed by a nightmare with a tiefling ride past on the beach, kicking up sand. Uh, the ocean surf like kind of like spraying off in the distance, and you head up towards the jungle path that leads up towards the radiant ridge that separates the hog side from the Glamazon side of the island. This well, is this the is gay pride parade right. <laughs> fought for. Right. Just FYI. <laughs> While all this is happening, I'm just going to like kind of slather my hand in some uh, snail goop and like tap my lace front with it. <laughs> I would like to do a Princess Diaries like pageant wave like to the to the people who are not at all watching. <laughs> Yep, you just like kind of like a wave to them as they go with like the the what is it wrist wrist elbow elbow wrist, elbow, wrist, wrist. <laughs> yep to, it's it's to the ghosts yeah. <laughs> yes uh, you do pass by the scenic overlook that's uh, up on a little um, area above the golden palace and the the ghosts are up there there's still the music's still playing there's a few tourists up there they're dancing with the ghosts and kind of partying with them I'm just gonna use a little thaumaturgy and just like throw a rainbow in the air just a little like you know fiery rainbow that like falls into like little Ooh, yeah, that sparkling rainbow is the last glimpse the tourists get of you as you disappear into the jungle. The trail is indeed wild and hard to follow. There's massive thick vines covered in blue-green leaves blocking the way, but the flail snails are able to rumble through the foliage, the nightmare following. You hear strange, startled bird calls as you go and flapping overhead as you head uphill. Every now and then, you catch a glimpse of crumbling statues along the trail. Judging from the fragments... They appear to have been Glamazon warriors at one point, but they now lie in rocky rubble covered in moss and vines. As the snails continue upward, you hear a rush of wings overhead, and glancing up through the canopy, you see shimmering glomabirds watching your ascent. I'm going to wave at the glomabirds, be like, we're coming, girl, <laughs> be ready. Glomabirds, it seems like they're kind of nodding as you wave to them. Y'all better have some barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like they're taking notes, like, okay, they want barbecue, all right. Uh, after a few hours of very bumpy travel, the jungle growth thins, the path becomes clearer, and you emerge just at the crest of the ridge. The trail stretches up and over the ridge, directly between the legs of a colossal white statue of a Glamazon warrior, 50 feet tall, looming over the ridgeline. It's holding its hand out towards you in a gesture that says, halt. What shoes is she wearing? Uh, they are gold sandals uh, with like... What color is the bottom of the shoe? Oh, that's... I mean, you'd have to, like, excavate under the statue if you really wanted to. <laughs> I would like to do that. You want to, like, s- climb down off the... Uh... This is important and relevant information. <laughs> I'd say that's probably an um, investigation check. That's a 12 total. Uh, you just kind of, like, scratch around in the dirt with your with your spider legs, and you can see there's what looks like a ruby sole to the, to the bottom of the sand. Whoa, that's mm. like an upgrade. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you also note that the path ahead is much clearer. Your gaze follows the road to the Glamazon side of the island. The land on the eastern side of the ridge is well-maintained. You see gigantic speckled pink flowers blanketing the landscape, Trees planted in orderly, concentric rings. As the land slopes away, you see terraced fields full of lush gardens and shiny red fruit. Cylindrical white buildings and towers dot the countryside, and a network of aqueducts and channels carry water from garden to garden. The road stretches further into the distance, leading up to a massive ringed wall with statues embedded all around the outside. 
Within the wall, you see the top of a gleaming city full of towering white and gold buildings. Let's keep going in <laughs> that direction. Mr. Gorbachev. Sounds good. We've already clocked Tear the Tear down this wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you hop back on the uh, flail snail and uh, after a brief break to just like drink in the view. Uh, mm-hmm. You head back. I uh, made a nice little fresco about it. <laughs> do, you to, do, like, do you have like a sketchbook or something? You're like drawing, drawing it on would the jug. You, actually. Would you say you use oh. watercolors? Yes. <laughs> I'd say that sounds sketchy. <laughs> I actually like that as a detail that you're like sketching oh. on the jug, like mm-hmm. the things that you yeah. see, like yeah. a little drawing there. <laughs> as you all descend the eastern side of the ridge, the sky is clear, and the glama birds perch on either side of the path, staring unblinking at you. Off to the right, one of the birds is perched on a marble shrine just off to the side of the road. It's a statue of a Glamazon Goliath in a feather singlet, gazing fiercely down at you. You're surrounded by flowers, candles, some very fragrant fruit. Every couple miles, you pass similar tributes depicting Glamazon humans, dwarves, goblins, and so on, surrounded by offerings. Uh, do we recognize any of the shrines or any of the statues? Yeah, do history. History check. <laughs> All right. Nine altogether. <laughs> As you pass by, you're just like musing to yourself, who on earth is this person? <laughs> is there any writing on any of these? There's uh, some old draglish inscribed on the base of the statue. Old draglish isn't something that you, uh, is easy for you to decipher, but you can make out what looks like the name of one of the figures. I have Eyes of the Roomkeeper, though, oh, so I, can, oh, I can, I am very good at reading. That's right. You, you can, can read anything, Henny. Yes, you can. For filth. And I can speak anything. Yeah, so uh, on one of them you see uh, inscribed on the base, it says, in memory of our beloved mama. Mama. Mama, how is, I'm a big how is, how, is, how is mama spelled? Is it like M-A-H-M-A-W-M-O-M-M-A. <laughs> M-A-W-M-A. It's not like mama. 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 You pass another shrine featuring a figure dressed in a glamorous bee costume with ornate crystal wings back behind her. The mass singer. And the base says, a tribute. To House Bumbalicious. Ooh. That's a name we haven't heard yet. At least I don't think so. Yes. Bees! <laughs> buzz, buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing along the road, you pass a few white cylindrical buildings nestled amongst lush, terraced gardens. Many of the buildings have tall towers with smooth domes on top and gold filigree descending the walls. They're surrounded by trellises bearing heavy citrus-scented fruit, You also see round single-story structures, gleaming white with tall windows on either side of ornately carved wooden doors. One of those low buildings abuts the road that you're on. Out front, a capybara grazes, and an older man in white linen harvests bright pink berries from a vine. As you approach, the man sees you, and from across the road, he takes your measure. Back behind him, in one of the windows of the building, you see another Glamazon man watching you with his eyes narrowed. As you approach, the man harvesting berries calls out, So, you're the hogs. How are you finding Glamazon country? Lovely. <laughs> Fantastic. And what is your name to you? I'm Hal. This is my farm. And you're the infamous Booty and the Hoefish? A pleasure to make your acquaintance. Likewise. Well, it wouldn't be proper if I didn't offer some small refreshment. Oh, that would be lovely. Thank you. know, you. A, a, a little hors d'oeuvres never killed nobody. Horse derbies. <laughs> Hal claps his hands and clears his throat. And from the building behind him come two young children wearing white. The children carry silver trays, and on each is a crisp green leaf curled around some shaved ice with a berry compote on top. The kids' eyes are wide at the sight of the flail snail and the drider and the nightmare as they hold the tray out to you. 
Do you take it like an oyster? Just <laughs> right. Can I smell that shit and just like waft oh, it yeah. with my hand smell to it. get the smell <laughs> first? Like mm, notes of oak. <laughs> or some shit like that. I'm just gonna start eating everything, like the tray and all. <laughs> and I, like the ice melts before it even gets to me, so it's just like slushy. Like there's drippy. like a slurping sound. Everyone looks to you, and like just the the, the back of the the leaf is like disappearing into right. your mouth. I've heard of iceberg lettuce, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Hal watches you uh, with just an eyebrow raised. The person back in the window at the house scowls. One of the kids steps forward with a big smile and he says, are you monsters? Can I play along and like do one of those, like do a bunch of those Mayhem Miller, like I like bulges and just like, like try to be <laughs> scary and just be like, boom, boom, boom. And just like hit people with my eye openings. Roll intimidation. <laughs> Plus six on this one. So it's an 11. Hal just clears his throat. He gives you a, a polite nod. The kids, though, the kids shriek. They run back inside the house. You see them all cluster at the window. The man in the house gathers them close, and he shakes his head at you disapprovingly. But Hal chuckles. He says, ah, the Mayhem Miller maneuver, a classic. The children seem to enjoy it. And he leans into you. But here's a tip. You'll have to do better than that in Glamala Law. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yes, we are in a little bit of a rush now that you mention it, but thank you so much for providing us with uh, treats and delicacies and other sundry items of consumable qualities. (laughs) Hal nods, and as you head off, you glance back to the house in the window. You see the man who was watching you look away and then whip his head back and pull the perfect Mayhem Miller stare. (laughs) That's the last you see of them as you continue on up the road. Uh, it's a journey of, of just a few more hours, two or three more hours to uh, get to Glamalala. You see it like looming up ahead of you, getting larger and larger, uh, fragrant an flowers and island. jungle. It's, just, uh, it's, it's like a- Los Angeles size. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, passing a few more of those like terraced gardens and small marble buildings. You can see there's like aqueducts built into the countryside, Ooh. carrying water to the various farms that are all around you. And as you get closer to Glamalala, you see the, the giant tall wall. It's probably like 50 feet up and built into the wall are towering statues of Glamazons all holding hands, facing outward. Their eyes are cast down and water cascades from their eyes down to a pristine moat that rings the wall that around the so city. That is so fucking dramatic. Oh my god. Right. It's a little melodramatic. <laughs> like, they're just crying. <laughs> are they, would, you, would you say these are, these are statues that are weeping? These are, these are weeping statues. Oh, do, do they have angel wings? Yeah, you do see Azamar among them. Cool. I am not blinking that, and I am keeping my eyes wide open. <laughs> you're just staring up at these things. You get closer and closer and closer. It takes about like two hours to get there, so your eyes are very dry at that yeah. point. Uh, <laughs> Can you use shape water to right, just moisten just, like Visine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the fourth command word for the jug. You just crack it over a little bit. Visine. <laughs> just droplets. droplets. Yeah. As you draw closer, you see a small stone bridge that crosses the moat, leading to two massive white doors that stretch way up above you. As you cross the bridge, you're completely dwarfed by the doors with their two giant handles. Are, are these handles of the love variety? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just kind of like handles. bulging to the side, sure. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm going it. to dismount in a full twist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going... Oh, should I do acrobats for that? Should I just... Yes. Okay. <laughs> 
11 plus, what's my acrobats? <laughs> acrobatics is plus one, so 12. I, I love that it's not, can I roll acrobatics? It's can I do acrobats? Like that's, yeah. I like that better. The answer to both is yes. yes. <laughs> um, so I do like, you know, I just dismount. It's a bit of a little yeah. cloppy landing and um, put you there. Should I knock or can I just like push open the doors? <laughs> Freya. <laughs> I'm going to knock. I'm going to knock first. Freya, you approach the door and you knock, knock, knock. And then there's a low groaning sound and the doors start to slowly part. While it swings open, I'm going to say, I'm going to use tongues and say an old draglish, hold on to your husband because girls, the love train is on its way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, you declare an old draglish as the doors are parting and you see a massive, bustling city on the other side. It is pristine and white, with towers of white marble and gold, lush terraced gardens within the city walls, intricate network of bridges and aqueducts before you, people bustling everywhere, throngs of them dressed in glamorous outfits. Some of them have intricate masks on their face and standing before this scene in front of the city, waiting to meet you, is a small group. Rigo, your old friend with the mirrored mask and the dark robes, is at the head of the group. Uh, standing near him is a small delegation of uh, Glamazons in white. There is another figure wearing a colorful jumpsuit with uh, reflective metallic stripes down the sides. And there's also, standing on the other side of Rigo, a lizard folk barbarian. Hey, y'all, what's up? Welcome <laughs> to Glamalala. <laughs> you guys look great. Hi, this is your DM, Matt. Thanks to everyone who supported Queens of Adventure on Kickstarter and Patreon. We could not make the show without you. Backers get bonus episodes and playable content and a say in upcoming adventures. Head over to patreon.com slash queensofadventure to support the show and get access to even more stuff. And speaking of bonus episodes, I hope you'll join us the last weekend of June for a special Patreon preview weekend. For four days only, we'll be making over 20 hours of backer-exclusive bonus episodes available for anyone to listen to. So, if you aren't a backer and you've been curious about the bonus episodes, this is your chance to listen to all of them. Visit queensofadventure.com or follow at Dungeon Drag on Twitter, where we'll post more information in the coming weeks. You can also connect with us on Discord. There's a link to that at queensofadventure.com. And if you're enjoying the show, please leave a review that is super helpful big thanks to listener how is this name taken who writes the queens are ladies after my own heart i love this show well thank you and the show loves you back thanks to brian chung for naming sir throberdon jimmy chan for naming jim jim mike bray for naming lear russell bloomdale for naming rigo and patrick and karen weeks for naming patrick and karen thanks to sam antonioli and major scales for original music thanks to chad sell for podcast art and thanks to james for voicing so many characters and making the show alongside me this episode contains the tracks Back Bay Lounge, Sardana, Severe Tire Damage, Sincerely, This House, and Ultra Lounge from filmmusic.io by Kevin McLeod of Incomptech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. Thanks to the Queens, Butalino Kipple, Arson Nikki, Frey Love, and introducing Irene Dubois. You can look forward to hearing more from her on the next episode. And until next time, sissy that roll. 